0: Bridgeway Academy, established in 1989, is the leader in homeschool education. With products ranging from individual classes to full-year curriculum to a private, accredited academy, Bridgeway has everything you need for homeschool success. They've revolutionized the homeschool experience by introducing personalized, customized programs and the packages that fit your student's learning and personality style. For 30 years, they've been supporting families and organizations through homeschooling, helping craft the experience that fits your unique needs and goals. They've learned a lot about what works and what doesn't. As a Bridgeway family, you get the advantages of that knowledge without the bumps and bruises they gained along the way. Bridgeway Academy is your trusted partner for kindergarten through 12th grade home education. Visit homeschoolacademy.com for more information. That's HomeschoolAcademy.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life, because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. Today you can find the show notes for episode 353 indoctrination through education on the website at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com i want to thank our sponsor and that is bridgeway academy you can find great information about programs that they have as well as curriculum that they will actually design for your children so i'll also have a link in the show notes of an upcoming um, interview that I did with the current CEO, and I think you'll find it really informative and engaging. Well, as homeschoolers, we realize the importance of educating our children, right? But do you realize what's happening all around you? Our children, whether we are aware of it or not, are affected by indoctrination through education. And you know, we homeschool for many different reasons. I began my journey in 1986 because my son was struggling and having difficulty learning. Well, I happen to have an education background. I have a degree in education with a certification in specific learning disabilities in early childhood education. So I was prepared as an educator to work with my child. But I also realized as I was you know, working on this podcast and the show notes that I had put together, uh, that I also was indoctrinated in some ways um, by my educators teaching me things that I now realize were not a help to my child. And an example of this is in the area of learning disabilities. So we were taught to teach to our child's strength or our student's strength and not worry about the weaknesses. Well, if we're not going to worry about the weaknesses, then we're not going to try to remediate that, which would be very difficult to do in the classroom setting and works wonderfully with one to one because I've done that with my own children. So those kinds of things were just, you know, um, not necessarily focused upon. Um, for example, if, if you have a speech impediment, you go to a speech specialist and you work on overcoming that impediment. That is something that is done in the area of speech, but it wasn't done to the same degree in an area where child, uh, children were struggling. But my reasons for homeschooling subsequent children all had to do with religious reasons because I wanted to teach my children to think for themselves, to be grounded in Scripture, and to allow them access to books that would stretch them academically and also have the ability and time to think. If you're a longtime listener to Vintage Homeschool Moms, you're going to find out um, in past episodes, especially where I just talk about giving kids time to think, giving them some downtime, unplugging whenever you can, and just allowing children to experience the world around them because they are going to have time to slow down and to really um, engage with you know things that are Um, going to interest them and encourage them to learn. Thinking is an art as well as reason. Our children need to learn how to discern what they hear, how to make decisions for themselves, and this does not mean we abdicate our role as parents. It means that we come alongside them, we learn with them. But indoctrination through education is happening everywhere around us, and I believe that a good definition of indoctrination is as follows. Indoctrination is a repetition of a philosophy or ideology that is repeated enough that it is believed as a truth. Indoctrination happens when our kids can't think for themselves, and indoctrination happens when there's an absence of thought. We talk about indoctrination on the right and the left, and that's bantered around, right? Um, You know, we feel that the universities are leaning left and indoctrinating our kids, especially if we're right-leaning. But the thing is, we have to really encourage our kids to think. And even Hitler realized this when he said in a quote, slogans should be persistently repeated until the very last individual has come to grasp the idea. And I have a link there. Um, in the show notes for that. We hear it all the time, slogans and sound bites, over and over again, and then often we believe things that are not true, and I'm not going to go into a bunch of examples, but one thing um, that people used to say all the time is, we only use 10% of our brains, and this is an untruth that people believe because they heard it over and over again. You know, another one is about evolution. Well, we all know that dinosaurs roamed the earth 65 billion years ago because we've heard that over and over and over again, but do we have any facts? Actual evidence. Uh, We have things that I believe are called circular reasoning, and this could be a discussion for an entirely different time. I have a creation science podcast uh, that you can check out on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network if you want more information on that topic. But um, I think a lot of this has to do today with Common Core. David Coleman uh, was a Yale graduate, Rhodes Scholar, and he is the basic, uh, considered the father of Common Core. And I'm not going to address all of Common Core in detail, but I want you to know that this group of reformers have decided to, you know, change the landscape of American education And I think that in a nutshell, Common Core teaches kids to think about thinking and causes confusion, and it pushes kids to learn, but they learn the process of learning, which is all meaningless. The result is kids who don't care. And if you want an example, I've posted that in the show notes on uh, Vintage Homeschool Moms. Look for episode 353. And you can see um, an uh, infographic that I found, and this is actually from a pro- Common Core website because I wanted to share that with you because um, what I loved about this graphic is it so perfectly illustrates what I'm talking about. But it said that, um, you know, it's going to teach kids crucial problem solving skills. And when you see it, you're going to say, why didn't the kids just do it the right way and, you know, just add the numbers together? No, it wants to teach the kids the process. And it was so confusing. What we are finding and we are going to continue to find is that our kids are going to be that are educated um, at home are going to be far exceeding expectations when it comes uh, to testing out, especially if you are using uh, great resources like our sponsor um, with Bridgeway Academy. Or you are putting together your own curriculum, you're going to find that your kids are way more superior in education because kids that are leaving today's education are being dumbed down in math and in science. Um, teachers are being encouraged, and I, I love teachers. You know, I think they are really the unsung heroes um, in the school system. And having been an educator in the system, I Uh, My heart goes out to you, but our hands are tied so much of the time, and I found that myself um, back in the late 70s when I was an, um, an educator, and I know it's just gotten worse. So, what are the keys to indoctrination in education? The first is mediocre and confusing education. So, what's happening is uh, curriculum is getting dumbed down. You know, I just think Common Core, where you're emphasizing on feelings versus learning, not a combination of the two. And this is where my own education really came into play. We were taught that kids need to feel good about themselves, and I'm all about that, about having a good time learning, about you know, making our kids uh, that are struggling uh, feel great about, you know, learning. But it also is not to say that we're not going to learn important things. Um, and also, you know, this indoctrination uh, through mediocre education is really the the result, if you want to look at an outcome, is that kids don't care. They don't care about going to school. Most of them don't even like school. Ask them what their favorite subject is. It's going to be, you know, uh, lunch. They're just, I mean, PE is not even considered uh, something. They've gotten rid of music and the arts in the school. So um, that also had been an area where kids love to, you know, be involved. And so because of budget cuts and so forth, that's been an area that has been eliminated in many, many areas. And there also is no freedom of thought. Kids are not allowed to think independently or uh, to go against the status quo. The second is polarization and tribal mentality. So we follow the the familiar. If something is familiar to us, you know, we we gravitate toward that. We follow the crowd. We believe what is repeated um, ad nauseum. You know, we hear that in politics all the time, but we also hear it um, in sound bites that are repeated. For example, um, things about climate change. I, I believe that we need to... Uh, be careful with our planet. We need to have some emissions control. We need to really be careful of you know, what we're putting into our environment because we're stewards of our environment that God gave us. But I also know that a lot of the data that's been extrapolated has been um, to the detriment of real science taking place. And I've uh, really researched, actually researched climate change since the early 2000s Um, And so that's going to be later on when I give you some tools that you can use. Um, One of the things that I'm going to jump in ahead, but is to become educated yourself, you can't talk about something like climate change, um, if you are not educated in um, that area. And so again, Um, I want to continue on here. So, uh, again, tribal mentality, uh, no facts or reason, only feelings, an illusionary truth effect, and that is the repetition um, and believing, but it is called illusionary truth. Um, People are given the illusion that it is a truth, and we need to understand what that means. The third is revisionist history. Uh, That's falsifying facts with agendas, you know, that everybody that doesn't agree with the agenda is a homophobe or a white nationalist. We hear these cliches over and over again. You know, how many uh, people, you know, consider America a democracy? Well, we heard that so many times. We are a democracy. We're a democracy. We're actually a constitutional republic. And you'll hear that term more and more as it starts coming out that that's actually what we are. We are grounded in the Constitution. Um, people don't want to teach that. They want it to be, you know, this democracy where, you know, the loudest person wins. And that's not really what we, we are as an American country. So, again, um, facts are distorted. America is portrayed as a ruthless nation while other nations are elevated. And the world stage is exalted um, with other nations being set as an example So absolutes are given a backstage in the classroom movies and in social media. It's frowned upon if you actually want to say something that is an absolute. You know, there's only relativism. You know, there is no truth. There is no independent thought, only skills, you know, without content driven outcomes. You know, kids are trained in the process of doing math, not in math facts themselves. So You know, why would you even want to learn that? Because we have Google, right? And we have smartphones and we have calculators on our phones. So that's all dumb, you know, to try to learn these things. But it's not. And it's causing us to become dependent upon others, upon technology without the ability to stand on our own. And I'm not going to say um, that I just cringe when I think of going places without my GPS. That thought, you know, is just abhorrent to me because. It's so complicated now, right, To to get around, especially if you live in a big town, a big area, but we have become so dependent that if that technology wasn't there, we would be crippled as a nation, and that in and of itself should cause us to think. So how are we going to combat indoctrination in education? The first is, and I think anybody who is out there, even if you disagree with me, you would agree with these points. We number one is teach our kids to have independent thoughts. And parents, this means allowing ideas and discussion, having open ended discussions, allowing thoughts that may conflict with yours, and expecting factual representation. Now, Just today, my son and I were discussing things and he was saying, you know, he's against a a lot of things that, you know, I am also against. But his reasoning or thinking of getting there really caused us to have a little bit of friction. And the reason is he was saying whereas faith is foundational in his life and that is where he's forming his thoughts and opinions if he discusses it with other people he will never use faith as a foundation because they will close him down and and not listen and while i agree in principle you're right because if you say well the bible says we should not kill it's one of the 10 commandments and that's why i'm against abortion you know people might shut him down but when he was Doing that, all I could think is you are are missing an, uh, an opportunity to evangelize for the Lord. And that wasn't the point of our discussion. The point of our discussion was how to get truth out there and your opinion to be heard and in a way that would be palatable for those who may not be believers. So, this is what I'm talking about, that when there's a conflict, you need to get to the root cause. Why was I getting upset? I was getting upset because he wasn't being used as a tool of evangelization, but that was not the point of our discussion. So, remembering that, you know, the point of your discussion, I still made that point to him, you know, if God wants to use you, you need to be used, and he agreed that, you know, that would be something that if it, if the opportunity came up that that would be something you know to be considered and the other is to expect factual representation if your kids are going to be independent thought you know leaders then they need to have facts they can't just use things they've heard or sound bites or a youtube video they watched unless they have some really good and substantial backing to something they may have watched the second is questions Teach your children to ask why. Use multiple sources of reference. This is what I'm talking about with expect factual representation. And use primary sources and documents, especially in history. You cannot say, oh, this is what George Washington believed, if you're not reading something that he actually wrote. Um, If you're reading a biography about George Washington that's from an opinion that they thought he was, you know, a white supremacist or whatever, You know, white nationalism, or whatever the term being bantered around is, then that is not going to be a source that I would trust. I would look for something that was actually a primary document. And the third is, parents, we need to be educated. If you want to teach on climate change, then you need to be educated in climate change. You need to look at some of the original research that was done. You need to look at what the government involvement has been and how uh, the documentation um, that I've read about climate change is a huge extrapolation of data that is forecasting and predicting without any real basis for these numbers. And so I have um, watched some interviews with scientists who were involved in the early stages of um, this research and what their findings are and how they say um, the data has really been skewed since they were involved Parents, know your stuff, have a clear understanding, simplify when you can and defend your position. A person who thinks will realize when they are being taught propaganda. Um, When I taught creationism to my children, I always taught a basis in scripture, then I taught what a creationist believed, and then I taught what an evolutionist believed. And I allowed my children to have discussion, um, to have real understanding of both um, evolution was something that they knew about because they liked science, and they would, you know, get books in the library and every book on dinosaurs out there that you can get um, in the in the pu- public resources anyway. Not a creationist foundation, for example, um, but in a public sector is always going to have an evolutionary bent. So if your children only receive one side of the information and they don't have any of the other side, that's a time. That they they are not going to be able to defend their position. If kids receive information passively, it doesn't matter what you teach them. They're not going to be in a position to learn. Um, It doesn't matter what book you're using. It doesn't matter what movies they're seeing. It doesn't matter, you know, pretty much anything. If there's not this interaction and this openness of the ability to think for themselves. You know, we look at fiction and the humanities, uh, so much of it has been removed from uh, curriculums. The richness of our language has all uh, but been forgotten. Uh, One of the reasons I wrote the Truth Seekers Mystery Series, along with my daughter, Christina, um, who was then a homeschooled child, was so that we could explain creationism versus evolution in a fiction account um a story if you will that was kind of an action adventure story and allow children to hear Um, the discussion going on between an evolutionist and a person who believed in creationism. And so that in itself, allowing kids to articulate, allowing them to be part of a discussion is going to go so much further than me handing them, you know, 10 books on on the topic of creation and having you watch, you know, four different movies. Um, It's going to allow the information to become their own. You know, when my kids uh, were little, one of the things we would talk about is faith and faith in God. And I would say to them, you know, this is my faith. Um, You know, as a Catholic, I believe these things, but I want you to go before the Lord and allow you know, God to touch your heart and to open your heart up to Jesus and for faith to become your own, for you to understand God's grace, what he did for us. And until our kids understand you know, and make faith their own or make, you know, whatever it is you're trying to teach them, um, open to question and allow them to think for themselves, you know, while being ground in beliefs and truth, you know, I believe that that has to be a foundation in our education, uh, then we're going to be a generation or having a generation of kids who don't care, um, who are going to be just open to indoctrination by hearing things over and over again, and without caring Whether or not they learn. And so, friends, I hope that I've given you some tools uh, to combat this. You know, I like to talk about different things, but I also like to give you some tools for you to rely on um, as a way to shape your own homeschool and um, give you the ability, you know, to come alongside you, but giving you the ability to work you know, with whatever is in your framework of beliefs uh, to be able to educate your kids. Friends, check out our sponsors. Our sponsors allow us to bring you these episodes for free. And so check out Homeschool Academy. Um, You can find some great information on the website, and I can't wait uh, for you to listen to the interview I did with the CEO. Um, It was really incredible, and I can't wait for you to hear it. And again, the information I shared with you today, all of the bullet points as well, um, as the links to other websites where you can find out more information are on Vintage Homeschool Moms, look for the topic Indoctrination Through Education, episode 353, and that's vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Drop me a line, you know, on social media. You can actually post a response on the podcast post where this audio resides. And I hope you give us a rating on iTunes, on uh, Google Play, or on uh, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to this podcast. We're soon going to be on iHeartRadio, which I'm excited about. And I want to thank you so much uh, for being a listener uh, and sharing uh, this information with a friend. Take care. God bless. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com. And the Vintage Homeschool Moms dot com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.